the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we do that regularly, when we do that daily, then we will live in a humility and we will have a grace towards others because we have experienced the grace of God towards ourselves. Today, here on Study Verse by Verse, as we close out the week, we do so with one final look at the reinstatement of Peter and why it is so important and why we need to understand what forgiveness is all about and always have it quick on our hearts, fast on our lips. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Join us, won't you, John, chapter 21. And we pick up looking at Jesus asking three times, do you love me? Here's Pastor Layton. Now you notice that Jesus asked the question three times, and there's probably a very clear reason for that. It was three times that Peter had denied his Lord, and so Jesus gave Peter three opportunities to affirm his love. In his gracious forgiveness, the Lord gave Peter the opportunity to wipe away the burden of a threefold denial by a threefold declaration of love. And Peter went on to become one of the great, great leaders of the Christian church. But you know that there are people who believe and teach that church leaders cannot be restored, that God's grace is only sufficient enough to cover the sins of lay believers but it's inadequate to cover the sins of leaders. There are some who teach the church leaders who fall can never be restored. Can you imagine the conversation between Jesus and Peter, if that was the case? If leaders could not be forgiven and restored? It might go something like this. Peter, do you love me? Well, you know that I do, Lord. Well, Peter, you really messed up. You blew it. You were one of my innermost circle. You saw and experienced things that no other man in the face of the earth, in the whole of human history, has seen and experienced, and yet you denied knowing me. Peter, you're an embarrassment. I prefer if we were not associated. You're not welcome in my flock. Or, Peter, do you love me? Well, you know that I do, Lord. Well, Peter, you really messed up. You blew it. You're an embarrassment. But I'll let you hang around. You can be one of the flock. But I want you to keep a low profile. There's no more leadership positions for you. You're done. You're done protecting and feeding the sheep. They're on their own. You're done. Now I ask you, is that what Jesus said? Is that how he answered? Jesus said to Peter... Feed my sheep and feed my lambs. So who is responsible for feeding sheep and lambs? A shepherd. And a shepherd is a leader of sheep. 
And so that it would not be lost upon anyone, Jesus commissioned Peter to lead his sheep, not once, not twice, but three times. You see, the mission of Jesus is a mission of forgiveness and healing and restoration for everyone, including church leaders. And here, Jesus restores a leader completely. And unless it is possible to restore fallen leaders, attrition will eventually leave only deceivers in church leadership. These deceivers will either be experts at hiding their sin and appearing more holy than they really are, or they'll be self-deceived, believing that they really are sinless by excusing sin in their own life and getting others to excuse it also. The Apostle John wrote, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. The Apostle John said that his word and the truth is not in anyone who claims we have no sin or we have not sinned. Such a person is deceiving others, deceiving themselves, or both. The fact is that each and every one of us sin in thought, word, or deed each and every day. And that's why it's so important that every one of us confess our sins to Jesus. Because if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we do that regularly, when we do that daily, then we will live in a humility and we will have a grace towards others because we have experienced the grace of God towards ourselves. Beware of any church leader who claims to be without sin because according to the gospel of the Apostle John, the truth is not in them. Now, perhaps you've heard people saying, well, aren't pastors held to a higher standard, a stricter judgment? And uh, yes, they are, according to James 3.1, which reads, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with a greater strictness. Now, what people often fail to note is that this verse is not an invitation for people to judge pastors and teachers with greater strictness, but a warning that God will judge with greater strictness. Dr. J. Vernon McGee wrote, Frankly, it is frightening to realize that God will judge us for the way in which we teach his word, and we will be under his condemnation if our teaching is wrong. See, when people misunderstand this verse, they conclude that there must be two different standards or levels of acceptable obedience, one for teachers, preachers, and leaders, and the other one for everyone else. You might have heard someone say something like, well, a pastor shouldn't be doing such things. Well, quite frankly, if a pastor should not be doing such things, whatever they are, then neither should any believer. Because there are not two levels of acceptable obedience. There are not two standards. There is only one. Jesus said, follow me. And that applies to any and all believers. To manufacture a Second layer of acceptable obedience is to create an artificial level of acceptable disobedience. And that's simply not biblical. There is only one standard. Follow me. Verse 18, 
Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death Peter was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Now, church oral tradition reports that 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 day came when in Rome, Peter did die for his Lord on a cross. And when that was to happen, he, it is reported that he asked to be hung upside down because he was not worthy to die as his Lord had died. Verse 20, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them and the one who had leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is this going to betray you? And when Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So the saying spread among the brothers that this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? What is this telling us? Well, it's telling us that since the very beginning, people have misunderstood the words of Jesus. You see, John wrote this to address a false theology that was circulating amongst the brothers that Jesus would return before the apostle John died. Now, you remember that this, apostle, this uh, gospel was written towards the end of the first century when John was a very old man. And the fact that John had lived much longer than the other apostles no doubt fueled this rumor. But John did not want the brothers to lose faith if God called him home. And so he clarified that this was a false understanding, a, a, a saying that was spreading, that was a misunderstanding of Jesus' words. So what were the intent of Jesus' words? Well, the intent of Jesus' words is that the plan for the life and ministry of John were different than the plans for the life and ministry of Peter, and that Peter should keep his nose in his own business. If it is my will that John remain until I come, what is that to you, Peter? What is that to you? It's none of your business. You know, people have a tendency to compare themselves with others. And that's particularly true amongst brothers and sisters. Uh, when they complain about apparent inequities, you know, a brother or sister that's more popular or handsome or beautiful or athletic or smarter or whatever. And uh, all too often that's true amongst Christian brothers and sisters as well. They think things like, well, that brother has more friends or more respect or a more prominent role in the church or a prettier wife or a better job or whatever. It can even happen among pastors that they can be jealous of another pastor with a larger church. Comparing ourselves with others will inevitably lead to dissatisfaction and disgruntlement. And the point that Jesus is making here is keep your nose in your own business. What is that to you? Quit comparing. Be faithful to the assignment that I have given you. Follow you, follow me. Verse 24. This is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things, who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. So this verse here makes it clear that the person who wrote this is the disciple whom uh, Jesus loved, and we know that to be the Apostle John. So as John comes to the close of his book, he affirms the credibility of his witness. The word witness is found 47 times in the gospel. It's one of the major themes. And John witnessed these events and wanted to give us his witness. Verse 25, now... There are also many other things that Jesus did where every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Now, what, is, what is John saying here? Well, he's talking about 
the splendor and the beauty of Jesus. And what he's saying is whatever we know of Christ, we've only grasped a small fragment. Whatever the wonders we've experienced, they're nothing compared to the wonders that we are going to experience in knowing our Lord in eternity to come. Human categories are powerless to describe Christ, and human books are inadequate to contain him. Even though we've studied through this gospel, we've only gathered but a glimpse of the glory and the splendor of Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. This then concludes our study, which has been enlightening to the mind, refreshing to the soul, and encouraging to the spirit. Amen. Amen. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely here from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. To learn about us, who we are, what we believe, the church where it's located, worship and service times, visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And if you aren't attending a church, plan on joining us this Lord's Day. We'd love to see you face to face. Say hi. And if you do plan on a visit, let one of the ushers know you were invited by the radio program. That would encourage us a great deal. More information again at highlands.us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.